Hello, this is the Aaron and Leah show, and I'm Aaron Rose, and I'm here with Leah Roder. Me and Leah, we both play sports. She plays track, and I, I play football. So both of our stories kind of relate to each other. I have a question for you. So how do you feel about contact sports? I feel as though there's some risks taking it. It's a bit dangerous. I always hear that so many of these athletes get injured and I feel like it's just mostly about showing off aggression and I feel like it's just a bad idea. So do you know the story about Aaron as much as? I've heard of him, but I don't know that much in detail. I just want to tell you a little bit about So Aaron Hernandez, he was a, he played football for the New England Patriots from around 2008 to 2012. He played for four years. He had good years. He started off a good career. He, you know who Rob Gronkowski is by chance? Rob. No, I don't. All right, so he's a tight end that plays for the Patriots, too. He's pretty good, too. And together, they both were, you know, they were a good duo together. They both were tight ends. They won a couple Super Bowls. Oh, that sounds and, pretty cool. Yeah, right. Super Bowl, <laughs> that's what you dream of. So yeah. I don't know how it's like. Anyway, so, like, he was a good player and everything. He was a good human being, you know. But he ended up going down the wrong path. Before he was drafted, people thought that, you know, he was a little bit shaky because he got in a little bit of trouble. He got in trouble, like, in a bar fight right before he got, like, the draft came. And he was, he was predicted at first to be in the first round, but ended up going to the fourth round. It's amazing how he got through all of that, right? And he was able to go to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, he was a good, he was a good athlete. It was just the problem was his off-field issue was. I've seen like that's a. I feel like that's a big issue with a lot of athletes. You have to go through these struggles, and yeah, it's it's hard, right? You got to just make him do it. He didn't get to anyway. So his first couple years was good, but then things started getting weird after his friend was found dead. Oh wow! Yeah, so nice. his friend Odin Lloyd, he was the um, he played football too, but he didn't make it to the league just like Aaron Hernandez. Like he didn't make it there. He was a semi-pro player, and so his friend he was murdered actually, and the body was found a mile away from Aaron's house. Do you know who murdered him? Aaron did. <laughs> what? Yeah, he murdered him. Aaron. Well, at first, this is the way it came out. So he was found a mile away from Aaron's house. So that already drew a little bit of suspicion. So oh then they started gosh. like police are filming this thing away from so, That's crazy. Right, you got you're an NFL player, you're murdering somebody. Like, oh my yeah, so much to lose, it wasn't worth it really. So, anyways, they find his body a mile away from his house, but also after the police started questioning him a little bit, they find out that a couple of days before they started questioning him, he had cleaners at his house. Hmm. Very interesting. Right, yeah, like, what do you need cleaners for? Right. <laughs> so anyway, so they see the cleaners was at his house, so they come back to him and start talking to him again. Then they go to the guy who died, Odin Lloyd. They go to his house, and they find out that they see that the cameras are there show Aaron Hernandez was driving his car at the house the last time they seen Odin Lloyd. Wow, that's, that's very suspicious. Yeah, it's very suspicious. So as the case goes on, Aaron Hernandez, he goes, he gets arrested after that, the uh, Patriots, they, after that, they don't want to really talk about it a lot because like, they don't, they don't know what's going on yet. So they still feel the need to, you know, like, they still have to support him because he's their player and everything. So after that, they just, you know, after that, he goes to jail. And when he goes to jail, he's just in there right now. He's not like in 
like a trial or anything yet. So, so he's just awaiting his trial? Yeah, pretty much just waiting his trial. So after that, so the case goes on and after that, it finds, they find out that he, they feel like he's in connection with two other murders. How do you have connection with two other murders? All right, so it's weird, but actually he was friends with them too. But there yeah. were two other people that, you know, it was a couple years ago in a bar fight that he was actually at the bar with you the guy out. who he killed the first time. You hang out with the wrong people. You do bad things. Right. That was that was the same thing that affected his draft stock that didn't get drafted early. So after that, he gets acquitted of those two charges, though, actually. But they still feel that he did. But he gets acquitted of those. But he ends up being guilty of the older law murder. Oh, yeah. Because, he should be. Right. He murdered someone. Yeah. So he's in jail. He stays in for about a year and a half, but then he commits suicide. Really? Yes. He commits suicide in his cell. He hung himself. He wrote a suicide letter, and in the letter he says he wants to donate his brain to CTE, which is brain research at the Boston University, which is a university that does research on CTE. Do you know what that is? I don't know chance. I, I know a little bit about it, but not too much. Yeah, so CTE... Uh, I don't want to mess up the name, but it's chronicle. I don't want to mess up the name, so I don't want to mess up the name. It's chronicle traumatic and I'm not going to say the word, but yeah, it's a it's a brain disease that comes from you know a few hits that any well it don't matter how many hits, but it's just damage to the brain. You can cause a lot of like so income. He probably got that from football then. Right? Yeah, he definitely got it from football. Mm. So he donates his brain, and his family, they feel he should have donated his brain, too. But when he's first in jail and he's found, the detectives and the police, they feel that they didn't want to release his, he didn't want to release his brain to the public. So it's a little bit of, like, you know, just a waiting game. So they played a waiting game, and the brain gets to the Boston University around November or December. No, actually, not November December. Yeah, it's just November December. The brain gets to them, and then they find out that he has CTE. Wow, that's that's amazing. Right. I mean, that's an amazing discovery to see what technology can do. And they didn't even want to accept his brain at first, and then they find this. I mean, that's that's remarkable. Right, and it, that just makes the case a whole more of a mystery because he's a player that yeah, he did have trouble, but you know they still want to like. But this shows this shows that you know it gives you a little bit of trouble with your brain. It gives you the reasoning loss. behind it. Right. Like we don't know. Like they say that he was a bad, like he did a little bit of bad things. But the thing about it is, they it says that you know CTE it can cause you to have memory loss, confusion, depression, uh, dementia. That's awful. Right. So like there, you just thinking like, wow, like what could have happened? So after this comes out, the media are all over this because they're finding out that this guy who was like painted as a like a horrible person has CTE, and you think like. Could this be the reason why you murdered them? Like, you don't know. What do you think? I honestly have no idea. I believe that there are factors that led him to murder that person, his friend. Right. But you know, that's a tough question. I believe that there, that disease definitely caused him to do that. But at the same time, he hung out with the wrong people and he got into a lot of trouble, which led to that murder. So it, it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's true. 
So yeah, so he gets that, and then after that, the media they're all over it. They just want to know more about it. They want to know more about CTE. They want to know about what the NFL thinks. And the NFL comes out and they acknowledge that there is a link to CTE and football. So after they just come up with a statement, and what they say is, I'm like, I'm gonna give you the whole statement. The NFL says they were simply they. Well, at first, the I must say is that Boston University they took 111 brains. Oh, wow. NFL brains that people who donated them, and they found out that 110 of the brains donated from the NFL had CTE. Oh my gosh, that is an unbelievable discovery. Yeah, like 110 brains, 111 there's thousands of players. Now imagine how that would be. If, like imagine like all the players right now, if their brains tested. And the bad part about it is you can't find out until you know after you die. Yeah, it's the sad part about it. So, anyways, after the, the league is questioning about why now they want to citizens, and, and this is a quote from a, a league representative, and he says there were simply not enough studies or medical proof for the league to make a direct connection between football and CTE. And you know, I guess you can say that, but there was past cases like Junior Seau, just to name one, Ken Stabler. There's another person right there. There's two people right there that also has CTE and suffer from it, but you know the league still didn't come out with anything, and it just it just draws questions about you know what to do. So how do you feel about football? Would you let after hearing this? Would you let your kids play football? Um, that's a tricky question. Personally, I am not a huge fan of football. I think it's just a sport where people just try to tackle one another, <laughs> and it's very dangerous. But at the same time, you know, if my kids wanted to play football, I would tell them the risks and then I would ask, do you really want to play football now? And if they really, really wanted to play, then I'd be like, okay, fine, but make sure you are safe playing it. Right. That's another thing that the league said that after the league dropped the um after the league said about their um, their quote about the connection, they were talking about how they were trying the league was trying to steer children away from playing football in the way like it's played. And they start the USA football committee, which is a committee where it's just they are they're gonna they're like promoting more safer tackling ways and also just trying to promote flag football more. Hmm. So yeah, so they're trying to leave. They it seems like they're trying to, but the thing about it is, that's still the connections to concussions are still happening. There's nothing that's changed in the league. There's still the same amount of people getting injured. You know, yeah, same thing. So all right, so after that, you know, more players start coming out, and there's ended up it ends up being a big lawsuit with thousands of players. Oh, it should be. Yeah, it's an issue that has to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Has to. So it's a big, big lawsuit, and there's lots of players that's in it, and you know, it ends up getting as the families who had people who had CTE, like Kent Stabler, like I said, um, Junior Seau, other players like that. It comes out that you know, and they get five million per retired player. So that's a lot of money, but still, we think about it, it can't bring you back. Yeah. Life. And it's still injuries for life. Mm-hmm. And some players now they try to they I think some players now they're thinking that their children should be playing either now. Joe Thomas just came out in recent months and said that you know he feels that like since that story came out that he wouldn't let his kids play because he already feels like he's discovering you know memory loss already and he's still a player he's just reti- well now he's just retired now. So mm, that's about it right now. It was nice to have this discussion with you, I feel like this is a major issue that has to be discussed. Yeah, I feel, me personally, I feel that 
the best thing to do about the situation is just, you know, I say if your kid wants to play, let him play. But at the same time, you have to let them play with precaution. So if you feel that that's not the good, that's not a good idea for your kid, I don't think you should let him play. Especially if your kid has a pass or concussions or anything like that. I must ask you, have you had a concussion or any, what injuries have you had in track? For me personally, I have had more leg issues than anything else because, you know, when you run, you're mostly on your legs. Um, I've mostly just had pulled muscles and strains in my calves, but it's nothing that serious, like a brain injury. No kid actually recover from calf injuries and leg injuries by just right. physical therapy and everything like that. But with brain, I mean, that's a very delicate part of your body. And especially with this disease that is not even discovered until you're dead. I mean, that. Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah. Me personally, I'd rather deal with one of those injuries than a brain injury that will, you know, scar you for life, actually. Oh, of you course. You never be the same. There's a lot of people who lose their lives over it and, you know, lose their families because of these things. So that's about it right now. So. Speaking of sports, do you drink water? Watch it. I have to drink a lot of water, yes. <laughs> yeah, so water that I think would be good for you is the Sani. They have a lot of electrolytes in it and it's zero calories. So water <laughs> is a good choice for you if you play in a sport. And maybe it'll make you play better if you suck at it. Keeps you hydrated. Yeah, keeps you very <laughs> hydrated. You can't play if you're not hydrated. So drink some Dasani waters everywhere. Walgreens, Walmart, Giant Eagle, anywhere you can find it. You're going to find Dasani.